Welcome to the Crack Den Comedy Club! <laughs> On tonight's show, we have Aideen McQueen, Biddy O'Loughlin, Joe Dowlin, Diane O'Connor, Keith Fox, and Jim Elliott. And Eddie and Damo talk about the fine line between romance and creepiness. Santa's handwriting looks familiar and something about Kanye West. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, another top week. Yeah, crack down. How's everyone? Well, we had a top, yeah. We fucking sold out week there. Very fun. Great uh, lineups. We had Aideen McQueen on. Um, smashing it as ever. Yeah, should we just jump straight in? Let's jump straight in. Let's listen to Aideen. I was in Paris. And you know the Metro? It's like their Tube or their Lewis, but... Much better than the Lewis, right? So there's two, there's two gulfs, there's a train track, and this man, our eyes locked, right? It was his Paris. And he jumped over the metro track to come right up to me and ask me for my number. Now, that would have been so fucking romantic, wouldn't it? <laughs> Except it was actually very creepy. And you're looking at me like, what is the difference between romantic and creepy? There's a fine line, isn't there? Men worry about this a lot. And the fine line is, you just have to be really remembered to constantly, at all times, be very, 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 very good looking. <laughs> then you'll never be creepy. You'll just be a charmer. Mm. So, so this guy wasn't good looking. He was, no, it wasn't even that he wasn't good looking, but he was being creepy like he was wearing a sleeveless leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm obviously needs to go to jail. Sleeveless leather jacket. Uh. You look. You, you look like <laughs> you have worn a sleeveless leather jacket. In no, your I mean I've, I've, I do have a uh, what do you call them? A, I do have sleeveless body warmer. Don't they? They call them that. Yeah. I've got a body warmer jacket. I haven't my, worn it in years, but my girlfriend is Spanish and her friend is also Spanish, and she describes because they don't have those really in in Spain. It's not but, cold. I wouldn't need why, it. Why would you have a body warmer? They're already warm. <laughs> and. Um, she described it instead of as a body warmer. She's like, oh, he was wearing one of those jackets. What are those jackets called? The working class jacket. <laughs> I was like, I was like what jacket is that? She was like, you know where it's like, she described like a, a body warmer. And I was like, a body warmer? That's not particularly working class. She was like, no, it is. You see the working class wearing those. And I was like, I don't know. Okay. The, yeah, yeah. They, they can't afford sleeves. That's why they're so poor. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. Two she, thirds of the jacket is missing. Yeah. She gets here and she's like, what the fuck? Can they not afford sleeves for? That's their first thought. Yeah. They're working class. But it's not until you get a body warmer like the, you know that's just on your chest that you realise that's the only bit that needs to be warm. You know, like when you wear, I always wear a jacket or a shirt with it with it open at the front. You know, but that's the that's that gets cold. Then you're cold. You know, if your chest is cold, you're cold. You know, so it's the opposite. So body warmers are good. I like it. Great advice for all you people. Keep out your there. chest warm this cold winter. Saving the euro. <laughs> Listen to Demo. That would be that would be a good app, you know. There's Shazam, you know. What's that song? There should be like some sort of Shazam for people. How much do they like me? And then you measure how much you like them, and if that'd be good, wouldn't it? That's a, that's an what's extremely complicated app. <laughs> that app has to measure human emotion. Yeah, but would that be good? I mean, that's unfathomable now, but maybe one day. One day, because it's all energy. Does it pick up on energy? It's like that app. Is it Hinge? Is it no? It's Hinge. It gives you um, suggested messages to send to the person you've matched with on the app rather than you having to like tinder and bumble where you you have to write a message saying hey were you in santa monica too i see in your pictures super cool or some shit this hinge app says like 
hi, I see you're interested in this. No blah, blah, blah. Way. It has the sentence ready and you just click it and it sends. So surely people on Hinge know, well, that's just a robot talk, talking to me, not the actual person. Yeah, so you'll never know until that's you meet horrible. them in person. And even when you meet them in person, they still have the app open. <laughs> yeah, they're still reading it. Would yeah. you like uh, red wine? I hear you like red wine. Yeah. How did he know that looking at his phone? Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty weird, isn't it? That Like basically computer, I don't know if that's an algorithm or just like someone writes up a load of sentences, but yeah. either way, a computer is just communicating for you for romantic purposes. Wow. Well, algorithms will know us better than a lot of our partners, you know, like what we're watching, what we've been, what YouTube rabbit holes have gone in. Netflix knows my taste much better than my fucking partner, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Netflix will go, hey, let's, it goes, hey, I know you watch, want to watch this. And you go, yes. Yeah. And then your girlfriend's like, let's watch this. You're like, do you know me at all? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think I want to watch that? When, when my girlfriend, she's like, what will I get you for Christmas? I'm like, just check my Netflix. Jesus, what do I, what do you? you know what just I like. put into Google, in my account, I would like, ah, and then it'll all be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas, I want. And yeah. then Google just, will just, in the Just rest. go into Google and type why, and the rest of the sentence, get me that. Yeah. Why can't I get a new one of these? Yeah. Why, can't I get, why can't I get a new slow cooker? That's actually, that's a good app. That the is app a good idea app. where... It, it it just kind of you oh, what do I get this person for <gasps> Christmas or birthday and it just puts their uh, gets their Google fucking cookie checks what they like yes. and just gives you 10 suggestions <laughs> of a fucking thing to get them oh she wants Jason's shirt she wants to wear Jason's <laughs> shirt <laughs> <laughs> well, that might that might end a few more relationships yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah if you she know really you're... just wants to know the Jason stuff <laughs> she wants to get a cup with Jason on it <laughs> she wants Jason over for dinner. All right. <laughs> it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> the app always knows. At least I know. Because that, that would work. Because most people know their partner's login. So you log in. Go, I'm going out with yeah, yeah. you. Log in. Yeah, I mean, it's you. totally GDPR illegal. Yeah. But if people agreed to it, that would yeah. be a great app. Yeah, yeah. There was a thing where uh, Facebook would know, because of people's behaviors on Facebook, it would know when people are going to break up ahead of the breakup itself because of people's oh. activity, like what they start to look at and like. Their eyes are roaming as well as their, their eyes are roaming on Facebook. So <laughs> Facebook would have like, uh, because they have these algorithms to like predict what to sell to people, they would have like suggested things that would like be connected to breakups. And yeah. Pretty He's looking up. at Mindy's page mm-hmm. a lot these days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mindy. Yeah, do you know how uh, your phone has to look at your face to unlock? Mine does now. Like face recognition or whatever. And now it started to Your advertise. face is like 70% beard. I know. So like anyone with a beard or a fake beard would be yeah. able to unlock it. Any member of the Taliban could unlock <laughs> yeah. their phone. How, like how, how specific? It's just like my eyes, isn't it? Because everything else is I'm wearing a hat that covers mm. up my forehead and I've got a beard that's from my nose down. So I don't uh, know what it's looking at. But uh, if... It started to advertise that dad's bod shirt on Instagram. You know, like how much is it looking at? Oh, it's it's advertising dad's bod stuff. Yeah, it's like, hey, dad's what's a dad's bod, bod shirt? Is it called that dad's bod yeah. shirt? Yeah, and it's it's like tight around the arms, so it makes you look ripped and real baggy around, so it doesn't show your gut. Because you know, like most dudes will have like real yeah. tight around their belly, and real you baggy one? around their arm. I'm wearing one now. Uh, no, I didn't, because I don't fall into Instagram ads. You hear that, Meta? I don't fall in injury. Anyway, it's all right. No one's listening. They're all fired. <laughs> um. <laughs> They're all at home going, buy what you want. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just lost my job. <laughs> this guy's such an asshole. I'm not listening to this anymore. Yeah. 
The loads of them got fired. What? How many? Like twenty five percent of Meta, or, like loads, half of Twitter fired. They reckon, but yeah, the, the tech Minimum. bubble is, bur- is bursting. Tech right bubble now. is bursting away. Yeah, you can. But uh, people are just stealing bean bags and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> scooters from their work. Where's that ping pong table? Yeah, foosball. I want that foosball table. Yeah, that's what when I got up. fired. When I got fired from a breakfast radio, I took one of the bean bags. That's not a very subtle. Uh, thing to take away from the office. Uh, fucking, how big was this bean? It was noises. Oh, like, two people would fit on it. But so did they just turn a blind eye? There, like, clearly, he's stealing the bean bag. Well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, they were like, oh, "What are we gonna do? He's drunk." <laughs> that's, what, that, <laughs> that's why I got sacked. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we'll give him the bean bag, I guess. Speaking of drink, we also had Biddy O'Loughlin on. <laughs> Uh, absolutely brilliant comedian. Oh, yeah. So just a heads up. So he, she had her daughter, Dolores, or Dolly, a uh, 17-month-old baby. So cute. So she was with her at the time. And so she in did her club. set. She did her set uh, while she was holding Dolly in her arms. You know you know that cool mum holding it, but sort of balancing on her hip, sort of. Which has this amazing effect when, like, Dolly was there. Because Dolly, like, you know, when you, someone's on stage, you look at their eyes. Mm. If there's two people on stage... And if one of them is a cute baby, you kind of have the time looking at the baby as much as you're looking at while you're Biddy, because you're just you have to because it's a little baby kind of stare. Sometimes it'll stare at you. Yeah. If you're in the front row and there's a baby staring at you, you're like, well, I better stare at the cute baby. You know. Yeah. Slightly, you're like, oh, there's the stand-up show is on, all right. You know, you're like, it's like this extra whole fucking medium. Yeah. And this is just the 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 first bit of a set where she says hello in the first story she mentions me when when we met and her first gig was in Dublin she'll talk about that so here's Biddy O'Loughlin my name's Biddy and this is my daughter Dolly I called her Dolly because she's got great tits (laughs) she loves great tits Um, her real name is Dolores uh, because she loves a bath no Cranberries fans alright cool (laughs) Um, yeah, a bit dark. I, uh, I've got a funny story um, with Damo in it, actually. So, like, they say it takes 10 years to get good at doing stand-up, right? You guys are in luck, because I started 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> then I took a nine-year break. <laughs> but it's fine. I don't do period jokes. I can't afford the costumes. Um... I actually started doing comedy in Dublin, of all places, because my mum's actually a comedian back home. She's kind of famous in Australia. And, um, yeah, I was in Dublin, and I thought, well, you know, no-one knows her here, so I'll give it a go. And I did my first set at the International Bar, and after the gig, Damo came up to me, and he said, have you heard of Fiona O'Loughlin? And I was like, yeah. Came out of her vagina. (laughs) I didn't really. I was a cesarean. <laughs> um, I've given birth. It is, it's hard work. Yeah, you were there. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was honestly one of the best gigs I've ever done. Like, I killed it in that delivery room. Seriously, I had them in stitches. They had me in stitches. Uh, even when I shat myself, I still had the room. <laughs> Hey, Betty O'Loughlin. Right, and for those of you listening and might not know, Fiona O'Loughlin is a very famous Aussie stand-up. Yeah, who was the decades. Mom of, mom of Biddy. Yeah, yeah, decades. And it's funny, but like uh, Biddy was just saying there, how we met in the international bar, and it, 
I, uh, she goes, oh, I came, um, I go, do you know if you're not open? She goes, I came out of a vagina, as Biddy just said there. And then the the, ne- the rest of the conversation was, because uh, I'd been in Biddy's house, like Fiona's family home, um, where, the, where Biddy and her brothers and sisters grew up, in Alice Springs, in the middle of nowhere, because we uh, Fiona, me, and a few other comedians were on tour. She goes, come back to ours. So we went back to her for a drink. But Biddy was studying in Adelaide. So she gives it, so I saw her bedroom and la la la. So in the international pub, because <laughs> she, I knew a version of me, one of them, but it was just, it just must have sounded weird for any onlookers because we were like, ah, two you Aussies. You were like, did you pub. get the rolls in your bedroom? <laughs> did you get that rose? <laughs> Tim, for the last time, I don't like you. How do I know? If Stop she giving me the rose. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> she goes, oh, I came out of her vagina. She said it real loud so everyone was listening. And I was like, Biddy, she goes, yeah. She goes, I, I go, I've been in your bedroom. Um, and she goes, oh, I goes, I wasn't there, was I? And I was like, no. And, and everyone was just like, what are these two weirdos? Typical. What are talking about? She goes, I was probably twelve at the time. I was like, probably, but we hadn't. We weren't. We weren't thinking about like how that would sounded to because we both knew exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. But yeah, how mad's that? Well, well, Small why? Way. So you were invited to this person's house, uh, Fiona. She was on a tour, and you all went back for a little party. Mm. And what part of the you on the at the party were like? You know what? I'd love to see her daughter's bed. No, no, I wasn't like all the comedians. She was like, look at my house. You're like Fiona's like. You know, you're getting the tour. Yeah, we're all getting the tour. Okay, okay, you're getting the tour. It was a big family home, and it was like a lovely big family home in Alice Springs. She was like, "Look at all this," and there was like lots of rooms. Like, look in there, look in there, look in there, and then we were out the back drinking. So that was that. But I'd I'd seen the whole house. Speaking of uh, (laughs) going into children's bedrooms, we had Joe Dowling on. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking about it, yeah, brilliant, Joe, hit it. I should have listened to my parents, like even. Like, I remember my mom set me down. I was only 12 years old, and she was like, like, she had a condom in her hand, like, and she was giving me a condom, and she was like, I'm going to give you the boards and beers. And I was like, Ma, I'm fucking 12. And she's like, I'm 24, pay attention. <laughs> True story. Uh, yeah, so, but in my family, like, we go back, in Tala, we go back, like, seven generations of my family, seven generations. Like, way back to the fucking 80s. Hey, Joe Dell in there. And a great, if you're good at maths, it's a great last joke there. You just, <laughs> if you're good. If you have any concern, if you've seen numbers in your life. If you're, you're good, good at generations. If you know uh, algebra, back you, to the that 80s. joke could be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, check out Joe. Joe's doing a show. Yup, Dublin. Look up Yup, Dublin. Joe Dowling. He's on at the Hapenny soon. Yeah. He's a great, great comic. Uh, Top dog. Uh, anything else? Uh, how's 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 Max keeping? How's your kid? Max is good. Max is good. He's picking what he wants from Santa and all that. Well, and yeah. it's funny. That's the thing. Like with Santa. So when we were growing up, it was, it was limited. Like you maybe get. Oh, Santa will bring you one toy or blah blah blah. Yeah. So now we have to somehow. He goes. I want this from Santa and this and this and this. You have to be like, oh, he's not that magic. Yeah. You know, how do you steer back what he can't fit in his sleigh? You go, that's too big for the sleigh. He'd be like, Santa's in a mid to lower socioeconomic bracket this year. He's wearing a body warmer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Santa. Santa's in a red body warmer this year. Santa's a working class kind of <laughs> saint this year. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get the funding from the government that he usually does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that kind of thing. So we're, we're balancing that. And then, but then you do get something. He's like, oh, I love Santa forever. And you're going, yeah, Santa gets all the kudos for the big presents as well because you save Santa gives him the big present. Yeah. So I think over the over the next few years until he 
Because like, how what? do you feel about that? Wouldn't it be nicer if the kudos went to you, exactly. Demo, for that's, actually buying the thing? That's what I'm thinking. Like, and Sandra. And when 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 the kids stop believing in, I mean, Sandra is real. If anyone's listening, but um, seven, eight, nine, you know, you sort of. So what? Every year, so we got a great present from Santa last year. Got a bike. So like every year, just that gets a worse and worse present from Santa and the elves. Until I just like faded out like an, the end of an eighties song. Just like uh, he goes, "Oh, the saddest presents are horrible." Get him yeah. something he doesn't want, something small, it breaks, something secondhand. Quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> what hey, is this shit? You love milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just do that, and then and then he'll be he, he won't be looking forward to Santa anymore. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, mum and dad are the best. They always get me what I want. You know? Yeah, maybe yeah, you have yeah. to do that. But how did you find out? You've got older brothers and sisters. How did you find out there was no Santa? My sister told me. Oh, it was about ten. Oh, that, yo, you lasted a long time. Nine. Yeah, I don't know, maybe I was nine. I remember those kids in my class who, who were in sixth class by the age of twelve. They still believed in Santa, and I just went around telling them, "Look, like get over it. Santa's not real. You're fucking twelve. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you don't believe, you don't receive. You know what I mean." Yeah, but like you're 12, like you're 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 nearly a teenager. Yeah, like it's time. And mm-hmm. I got in big trouble with the teacher. She was like, "Don't be telling kids that they if they if they believe Eddie, they're allowed to believe." I was like, "They're 12. Shut up." <laughs> oh, I think I'm on the teacher's side on that one. You want the magic of Christmas as long as the magic possible. was taken from me. Why should, <laughs> why should these other kids get the magic? Join the dark side. You're wearing your black hood up. Yeah, yeah. Santa's not real, and God's not real too. Yeah. Here, read this Richard Dawkins book. <laughs> Jesus. Was he a man? Was he a god? Yeah. Who knows? But I want those Easter eggs. Um, I want those Easter eggs. Yeah, I, 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 I was. It's just me and my brother, and I was the oldest, so uh, I figured it out. I did it all Columbo style, like yeah. If the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny, like it was, I, I linked them all together because mm-hmm. you know if one's real, they're probably all real. You know? mm-hmm. And this is before that Guardians movie came so out. How old were you? Did you say? I was about seven or eight. That's, that's good. And uh, see, I my tooth fell out, and I was like, and I was so excited to tell mum and dad, and I was like, wait. Why do they need to know? The tooth fairy would know, right? And then this wasn't, we did it in a glass of water. And then you'd wake up and you'd have like a dollar coin in it. So uh, I just put it in a coin or a glass of water. And the next morning, there was no coin. It was just my tooth. I was gutted. And I, I went in and I just put it on the kitchen table. And I was like, my tooth fell out yesterday. My parents knew straight away I got them. And then, but then I, I had I had other evidence I remember this so clearly, but I was real small and I was like, I put it up on the table and I was like, the truth, uh, truth fairy came, where's my coin? As, and look at these two cards. Why does the Easter bunny and Santa have the same handwriting? Gotchas. There's nothing they could say. They just leaned in. They sort of slow clapped and they went, don't tell your brother. Jesus Christ, Damo, you were smarter at the age of seven than, than I am now. now. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? I've gone back to believing in Santa. <laughs> I've regressed. <laughs> well, maybe it was real. That's pretty smart for a seven-year-old. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, the Easter Bunny shouldn't have written us cards anyway. That was their first mistake. So now you know, when Max hits seven, like how elaborate your Santa and Bunny and all the things is going to have to be. You're yeah. going to be writing your Santa card in clippings of newspapers, like a <laughs> serial killer. Like I don't know where Santa's from, but he's got a sick sense of humor, Dad. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to get my uh, mate from Finland to write all the Santa cards. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, Finnish? Darn right, he is. I, mean, I guess so. He I guess is. so. He probably is. He's probably Finnish. I'm not sure. Uh, cool. Well, speaking of parenting, Diana Connor's a parent. She's got two kids, and she's talking. She's talking about that was a good. That was a good link, wasn't it? Yeah, better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's her talking about being married and being a mum. I'm also married. Any other married people in? 
happy married people in. Just one slow rising hand there. But we also have two kids. Um, we have a 2016 version and then the pandemic limited edition. Um, she was only three years old, right? When she said to me, she said, Mommy, you're not funny. Your jokes are not good for people to hear or see. <laughs> hear or see. I was like, by the way, your ballet last week was crap. <laughs> you moved like a horse and I saw some fell asleep in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Diana Connor there. A little snippet from her set uh, last week. It was tops. Sweet revenge. Sweet revenge. That's what we all want, a little bit of that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of that. Oh, yeah, Keith Fox just had a second kid. He's the next. He's the next. Yeah, comedian. there's a lot of kids on today. A lot of kids uh, on today. Joe Dowling's a grandfather. I know, that's mad. Eh? Yeah. Um, video lockdown kid. Yeah, Keith Fox. A lot of my friends started doing dangerous things now at the end of lockdown. They started giving up. Oh, sorry, they started giving up drink. I said friends. A lot of former friends of mine started giving up drink <laughs> after lockdown. Now, they started getting involved in dangerous stuff called like personal development. I don't know if you've heard of, is that a thing? I know the Americans know it, it was invented there. Um, it suits Americans, it doesn't suit the Irish. You know, like Irish, it doesn't work for us, just sitting, like looking at YouTube videos of Americans getting up at five in the morning, having an ice bath, buying crypto with a fucking, with a green juice. That's not very, that's not. Like, cause you know, Amer there's a few Americans in, like, like Americans can say stuff that you wouldn't get away with if you weren't American. Like Americans say mental shit. Americans say things like, you the man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to be the man. <laughs> uh, in the American sense, not, not in the Irish sense, fuck no. In, in Ireland, if someone's pointing you out as the man, <laughs> well, it's quite likely you're being accused of some form of indecency. That's the man. That's him. I saw him. I saw him. But that shit, that self-help, it suits. It suits your energy, it suits your vibes. Irish people, we just don't like to talk about things we're good at. Like, you know, we don't like talking about money. Do you know? We're very weird as a country. Like, who wants to be a millionaire? That show didn't work very well here. It lasted about a week. And it was a name that was the problem. They should bring it back and call it, who wants to be doing okay for themselves? That'll be okay. <laughs> That'll be way better. Mm -mm. Who wants to be doing okay for themselves? Who wants to be not in the gutter? Speaking of who wants to be doing okay for themselves, if you want to be the man, if you want to be the man, you could support our Patreon. Hey, finally, everyone's going. You should do a Patreon. We did it. Everyone set gone. it up. Well, three people. Three people who I owe money to. <laughs> <laughs> the Kinahan gang in Dublin said, yeah, hey, let's we'll start a Patreon. The, the banks, the tax man, all these people. Anyway, uh, yes. So uh, we've, got, uh, we've got one tier to start with. And it's just four euro a month. So four euro a month, that's the price of a fancy coffee or a terrible beer. Mm -hmm. For me and Eddie to share a month. Or a Lego figurine for young Max. <laughs> yeah. Or for Eddie. I yeah. like figurines. And uh, then uh, for that, you get uh, shout outs and you get to support the podcast. And as well, you get a 30 minute, uh, just for you, 30 minute live from the club link of Eddie's and me crowd work. Video on YouTube. Video on YouTube. Um, yeah, and there'll be plenty of other exclusive content coming out. So do check it out. Please support great. the podcast. Yeah. The oh, more and you get discount codes for the comedy club as well. Yeah, discount to the club. Yeah. 
But don't worry, because if you're not in Dublin, then you get uh, you get that 30 minute special just for you every month. Yeah, and because uh, there is, you know, there's a good bit of work goes into this every week. We got to cut the clips. You we know, still haven't paid Shane a cent. Although I brought you half a biscuit today. Shane's very happy. See, yeah, he's very appreciative. We, yeah, we want to pay Shane. Yeah, <laughs> please help us help Shane. Help Shane. help Shane this Christmas. His smile gets smaller every week. Every year, a Shane goes without any presents. He's help. diving over please there. Please help Shane have a turkey dinner. Hiding behind the pot plant. Yeah, right. yeah that'd be great. Great yeah. dudes. And uh, the more you give, the more you get. That's pretty much how it is. Sweet. And we had the one and only Jim Elliott on. Yeah, speaking of Americans, well, Keith Fox was. Uh, he recently went to the Van Gogh experience here in Dublin. The uh, famous painter, the troubled troubled painter, and Jim just sort of went on a rant about it, and it was very funny. And uh, here's Jim Elliott. Did you guys go to the Van Gogh exhibit in Dublin? There's a Van Gogh experience. You know what it is? It's just a big-ass room with projectors pointing at all the walls. <laughs> with like animations of Van Gogh's works. It's like when you first fucking discovered weed in college and we're all gonna go over to Timmy's cause he's got a projector. We're gonna watch the original Matrix, holy shit. Also like you can't just call something the Van Gogh experience and look at stuff. The Van Gogh experience, like if you guys know anything about Vincent Van Gogh, he was a very troubled person. He was a genius. He was an artistic genius whose own genius drove him insane. He spent time in a French asylum, a crazy house. The only person in the world that is currently having the Van Gogh experience is Kanye West. <laughs> That's it, he's the only guy. And since there are Americans in here, I can do these jokes, which I never get to do. How about Kyrie Irving, huh? Who knew he was such a big Kanye fan? Kanye got canceled and Kyrie was like, I gotta support my boy. The three of them, the two of them are gonna put out a movie and a song and it's gonna be produced by Mel Gibson. Hey, all right. <laughs> Nothing? No? Nobody? Hey, oh, the one and only Kyrie Irving. That's who he is, sir. I was searching. He's a uh, basketball player. Ah, yeah. And he was a basketball player, but what? But he, so he, so when. He, he doesn't like Jews as well. Ah, that's right. That's what it comes out. Yeah, okay. he, uh, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kanye West is like the music shine. industry is the, the Jewish community are ruining they're all agents and then Kyrie Irving's like yeah and basketball too and then he's like what? <laughs> whoa oh, easy hey, basketball is a bit different but uh. <laughs> no, he just jumped straight in there didn't he um, good lord just attack attack uh, people one on one just name and yeah, shame you gotta, you it got, doesn't, it doesn't, you gotta go for individuals don't what uh, does religion got to do with anything or your or your, your culture your past just yeah. go for that one horrible person you don't like or a yeah. group of them <laughs> 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 but individually from the for their actions not because of what they're yeah, why didn't That's Kanye right. West just name the agent or the people yeah. he was angry with why did he like why did he blame it on such a large group of people I rather mean, than just being like these two people <clears> fucked <throat> me over on contracts or whatever I and mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure yeah. they did but yeah. why like just do that we, we, he's clearly manic or something he's clearly on like yeah I mean even Jesus Christ who was maybe killed by the Jews and the Romans he didn't even go those darn Jews and Romans he went uh, why my father why have you he, he gave out to his dad why no. have you forsaken me he gave no, out he, to his dad he did in the sequel he gave out about 
Jewish people as well. What, when he came back? The last like, sequel of Jesus. Ah, uh, the, the, the new New Testament. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the newer and the new and improved Testament. The new it's and just slightly anti-Semitic Testament. Written by Mel Gibson. It was all given. But whether over. or not, like, yeah, Jesus himself didn't target Jewish people in his own words. The Bible very much is like, hey, they killed our savior. You know, it was Jewish <laughs> people who killed Jesus. Yeah, well, they never. What about the Romans? The Italian people get off no, scot free. The, the Romans uh, did the the manual labor of it. <laughs> They're the well, cheap it was, labor. It was, the body look, hey, I, I don't even believe in Jesus. I'm not trying to say, hey, they killed our say. I, I don't. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Christianity is inherently somewhat anti-Semitic. So the whole story, yeah, basically, is, is basically yeah. saying, well, your group killed our one and only Savior, the Son of God. That was you guys. So if you think we're fucking forgiving you anytime soon, no fucking way. Even though one of the main purposes of the whole religion is to forgive, they're like, yeah, accept. Yeah, accept nah, if they kill on. your savior. There's no, there's no side note. Forgive mm. and forget. It is, Love it is thy forgive neighbor. And no, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure. No, but it's funny, isn't it? That, that like uh, that the religious groups will just, just completely hurdle the most important parts of the religion, which is like love thy neighbor, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. get along. I mean, most like, Christians are—I'm sure—they're getting on with their neighbor, their yeah, Jewish neighbor. I guess so. But uh, it certainly is in the book. They could always point to that book and go, "Well, you guys did kill our savior." I'll tell you what: um, one thing that did say in the Bible that Jews did destroy, and that was basketball. Yeah, can, uh, Irving was right about that. <laughs> Irving was right. The one thing. And there's another in uh, Mark seven three. Zuckerberg? No, no, no. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> or maybe it's in Matthew. It's one of the passages. Matthew 7, 5 or something says, uh, all agents are Jewish. Do not trust them. All agents? Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. Agents. Hollywood agents. <laughs> Did mention Hollywood in the Bible numerous times yeah, yeah, in the yeah, new yeah. and improved. Uh, I went on a rant about uh, the, the year, didn't I, on stage? You witnessed that this week. I, was, I started talking about the novelty glasses because I felt sorry for the Jewish people because 2023 is among is, a, is upon us and we get the novelty glasses. If you believe it's the year two two or two zero two three, you get the two and then a zero, and then you know you can sort of look through two. So you get a zero if you're wearing the big novelty glasses that says the year. But the, and then and then Eddie and me looked it up after the Jewish year is like was it was it was five thousand seven hundred eighty five or something like that. So just really bad for novelty glasses. Like yeah. just not good. I'm not the best at maths as you know, but I think it's another 218 years or something like that for it to be the year 6,000 of the Jewish calendar. And that would be a sweet ass pair of novelty glasses. Mm. The year 6,000. Oh, na, that's what's better. it. Breathe underwater. You yeah. could, we could re-release that as a Jewish hit. <laughs> in 200 years, baby! Learn to breathe underwater is like in the year, with well, 3,000, was it? Yeah. And uh, so a thousand years from now, human evolution will have sped up so much, like there will be fish. Gills? Know. Gills. Nah. Shane's getting his calculator there. I heard that song when I was like 10 and I was, I was already like, just evolution can't go that fast. Yeah, it's not a great song to be honest. Mm. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's the one thing I'm apologizing for <laughs> out of everything we said. Sorry for the writers of that song. You just always know. be careful when putting that in front of any group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I won't it, do that again. Yeah, yeah. Again, any person? individual in that group is like, hey, why the fuck am I be thrown in a that? Yeah, why am I a that? Mm, you know, these, the, uh, the We've Australians. all learned something today. Well, that's um, not today. Join our Patreon, buy us a terrible beer or a good coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you all so much for listening and follow everyone on Instagram and socials. You just type in their names, they'll come up. Aideen McQueen, Biddy O'Loughlin, Joe Dowlin, who is actually Joe Irish on Insta. Yep. Diane O'Connor, Keith Fox. He's, and he's one Keith Fox, isn't he? One O N E Keith Fox. And Jim Elliott. Jim Elliott comedy. Jim Elliott. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So check everyone out and come to the club soon. Lots of love. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.